Have you dreamed of bigger things for your life? Then you are in the right place. Each week, you will be given tips on how to change your inner dialogue, conquer your goals, and ways to step into a higher version of yourself. I'm your host, Lauren Kubat. I'm a motivational speaker who hosts personal development events. I'm a sought-after fitness instructor, a wife, and a mom of two young boys. I'm obsessed with all things personal development, and I believe anyone can achieve the life they want. Let the Become Your Vision podcast be the inspiration you need to step into greater things. Now let's go. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. So obviously from the title, you saw that it's an interview today. So let me give you a little backstory on Kelly. Kelly Broderick is the creator of a dash. It's a cold brew coffee that has adaptogens in in it. And if you're like adaptogens, how do you even say that word? We're going to talk about that all in a little bit. She developed this business, this company, this drink with her sister, Megan Broderick. And in this episode, we talk about adaptogens, what they are, the benefits of them, what other types of adaptogens are out there, a holistic approach on dealing with anxiety and depression, how she suffered from postpartum depression. She was on medication and how she weaned herself off of it with a holistic physician. So we talk all about that. We talk about starting a business, the highlights, the lowlights, you know, all the ins and outs because it takes a lot of work. This is definitely an episode where you're probably going to have to like pause and rewind it to get really everything out of it that you want to. And I took a lot of notes. So if you have a pencil and pencil, pen, who uses pencils anymore? <laughs> um, a pen and piece of paper, I think that would be very beneficial if you're like really into this type of stuff. Very, very interesting. Um, and it will definitely open your eyes. So enjoy guys. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Uh, this one is a fun one. I always say that when I interview somebody, I'm like, this is a fun one, but I feel like I wouldn't have somebody on here that I wasn't excited about and excited to have you guys listen to. So Kelly is a mother. She's a wife. She's a sister, a former athlete. She's an Illinois native that now resides in Nashville, Tennessee with her husband, Andrew and son, Brady. Kelly has over 10 years experience working with CPG for Bev Elk leaders with noted expertise in distributor management, new product launches, budgeting, P&L management, and forecasting within multiple states and regions. Her passion for health and well-being has been lifelong as a division one athlete, but her struggle with mental health postpartum sparked her pursuit of holistic nutrition and herbal medicine. She co-founded a dash with her sister, Megan, as a way to make Mel wellness more convenient and accessible for everyone. So Kelly, welcome to the show. Awesome. So excited to be here, Lauren. Thank you for having me. And that was a great intro. So that was awesome. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. So little backstory. So Kelly's sister, Carrie, she has two sisters, Carrie and I went to high school together. Um, we graduated the same year. I always, I don't always think she knows this, but she was, I would say she was part of like the popular group. She played soccer. Um, and I think I, I was working as a bank teller at uh, Washington Mutual a long time ago, but I think your mom used to be 
um, a customer there, but it's just so funny. So recently, um, and now Carrie lives in the Charleston area. We have messaged back and forth occasionally, like we need to get our boys together. Still hasn't happened, but we definitely need to make that happen. But, uh, and then I posted something on the Charleston business page and then your other sister reached out to me. So this is your sister that has, um, co-founded the business with you and long story short, but now you guys are a sponsor of the become your vision, uh, vision women's conference that I have coming up. And I just thought that it's like, what a small world. Yes. <laughs> Very small world. So yeah, we grew up in the same town in Algonquin. Um, and then yeah, me, Megan and Carrie are all about two and a half years apart. So I'm smack, I'm in the middle, Carrie's the, the baby of the family and then Megan's the oldest. So um, we are a family owned and operated business with me and Megan co-founding it. And then um, Carrie stays at home um, with her little guy Kanan right now, but hopefully in the future, um, she'll be able to join the business too, as we continue to grow. And he had off to school. Um, gosh, the, our, our, both our boys will be five next year. So, um, more full-time in school next year, which is kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah. So crazy. But I think it's super cool that you get to do this with, um, your sisters. So yeah, it's okay. exciting. Yeah, I bet. Okay. So let's get back to like your, your journey. You talked about, I listened to you on, um, the, what the health podcast. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I think my listeners will resonate with your story. Um, I did in multiple, um, matters that you talked about. Can you, um, go back on how you started your journey of like holistic healing and, um, having your, your baby and how you were affected postpartum, um, you know, when it came to your mental state, Yeah. So I was lucky in terms of, I had a really kind of, we'll say easy pregnancy, um, kind of was able to work out throughout it. didn't have a lot of trouble with nausea, not a lot, no kind of worries during post during my pregnancy. Um, and I did have kind of a difficult labor. So I went, I was induced, um, and had to have an emergency C-section with my son, which was, you know, a little scary and traumatic when you're not expecting it. Um, and then afterwards I dealt, um, with a lot of issues around my mental health and with postpartum, which I know a lot of people deal with now. Um, but this was four and a half years ago, um, going on five. So it definitely wasn't as big a part. I think that, um, women were sharing so much about their postpartum journey and the struggles that they were having so openly. So, um, couple of my friends had children, but not all of them. And we, you know, everyone has such a different experience for me. I struggled a lot with, um, gaining and losing weight. My hormones were fluctuating all over the place. Um, I had been able to just not feel like myself for about a year. So, you know, you're expecting to have some difficulties postpartum in terms of you're fatigued, you're, you don't sleep a lot. You're not feeling your best. Um, but for me, it was not just physical, it was mental. I was really, um, in an area where I was catastrophizing everything. I was super anxious. Um, that was leading me to be up a lot at night and waking myself up and worrying throughout the day about just the safety of my son and having these really intrusive thoughts. 
So, um, you know, it was really not just about the physical ailments that I was having, but mentally I was really struggling in order to not feel with my, feel like myself and really was all of my focus was on his health and safety um, and worrying about his survival, which mm. as a new mom, I know we all do and a new parent, but it was very intrusive and really throughout my entire day, whether I was home with him when I was on maternity leave and when I went back to work, I was just constantly worried about what was happening, what I was doing wrong, what was going on, what can I do to help fix this? Um, and it was, like I said, just going, went on for really almost a year. So I did see a more traditional doctor at first and, and was prescribed some medicine to help me deal with my stress and anxiety um, and was taking that for a while. And once I felt like I was ready to look at some other options that were more holistic, I just really dove in and I like to say it was like Dr. Google um, and just started looking at different things, started looking at different podcasts. Um, and I've always been interested in health and wellness growing up playing sports and playing sports throughout college, like have known the impact of what movement does to me in terms of my mental and physical health, as well as eating properly. Um, and as you have gotten older, like less focus was on that. And mm -hmm. when I had my son again, I did kind of get back on that track of really really positive movement, trying to be really healthy all the time. And when I was pregnant in order to really kind of have the best um, pregnancy and labor that I could have. And that continued after he was born. Um, but looking at that, I had really only focused on more traditional Western medicine and ways to, to help relieve my stress and anxiety. Um, and I just didn't feel completely myself when I was doing that. So I wanted to look into other ways that I could help naturally um, impact that. So mm -hmm. I saw a functional medicine doctor and integrative practitioner up in Chicago. Um, her name is Dr. Kelly Sims. If you have any Chicago people listening, looking for a great practitioner, um, but she specialized really in women's health. Um, mm -hmm. So I was, my son was almost a year old when I went to go see her um, and just kind of shared the struggles that I was having in terms of my mental and physical health, what had been going on with me or hormonally. Um, and we started doing a bunch of labs that you don't traditionally do it. I, um, you know, a doctor who has not a lot of time to, you know, they're seeing so many patient patients. I think it's really exciting to see, um, integrative and functional medicine doctors that do typically have a little more time because they're not booked with as many patients. So you get to dive a little deeper, look at some labs that are outside of the traditional norm. So I was getting all my labs back from my OBGYN and my, um, just my, family doctor that were looking normal. And then I went to see her knowing like, I don't feel normal. This doesn't feel normal. I'm not myself. Um, and she started running labs when we first started and my uh, cortisol levels were completely bottom out. So, which means, you know, your cortisol and your HPA axis really dictates your adrenal level, your, your stress, your fatigue, your anxiety, and it has a big impact on your mental health. So we started working on a lot of different things. So for me, holistic medicine is the whole approach. And I know we talk about that, like what we're doing is a simple part to simplify wellness, but there's so much that you have to look at in your whole body, um, mentally and physically to be your best self. So I started doing some stress management techniques, really focused on what I was eating and making sure that I was getting all the nutrients um, and nutrient dense foods and um, helping with my gut health and bring my cortisol levels back to normal. And then we started using adaptogens, which for me, I had never heard of adaptogens till I started working with her. So um, used for a really long time in traditional Chinese medicine and Ayurvedic medicine um, as a way to bring balance to the body. So as the name says, adaptogens help your body adapt to what it needs. So for me, we focused on these um, 
really kind of supportive adaptogens for stress and anxiety. So I started taking ashwagandha, rhodiola, and maca with her immediately. Um, and after taking those for every day for about six months, I felt a major change um, and transition in, in my mental health and the way that I felt um, less intrusive thoughts, started feeling a little bit more like my my normal self, we'll say. Um, and in about two years in my son, son's life, I'd really gone on this journey to learn about holistic wellness, dove into herbalism and what adaptogens do, how they can be utilized, um, and really just fell in love, um, made, started implementing it to myself personally on a daily basis. So it's been about four years now that I've taken adaptogens every single day. Um, and I loved it so much. I just started kind of sharing it with my friends, my family, what I was sharing, what I learned about it. Um, and that's kind of how we led down the path to Adash is that I'd been doing it so much, um, had been incorporating it to my routine, doing supplements and then powders to make it a little more convenient where you weren't, you know, taking your vitamins and 12 other things in the morning. I wanted to add it to smoothies or to waters to make it a little easier to spread out throughout the day. Um, and once we moved to Tennessee, I was promoted through work and started traveling a bunch and it made it really difficult to try and incorporate that into my wellness routine. Um, and that kind of launched the hatched the idea for a dash. So I was driving to Knoxville one day and mixing one of my powders into one of my coffees. And I thought, um, this is really difficult. I'm so well invested in my health and know a lot about adaptogens and the benefits and I'm struggling to do it. So there's got to be a better, easier way to make this more convenient, accessible, and really democratize the wellness industry a little bit. Mm, so cool. You said so many good things. So let's get back to adaptogens. So it's, um, can you explain a little bit more? What, what are the benefits are of taking adaptogens? And you mentioned a few, um, ashwagandha, maybe some of the listeners have heard, um, you said, is it matcha? Like maca, maca. maca. So yeah. not matcha. Not matcha, different. It's um, it's a Peruvian. It's used in South America a lot. It's actually a root. Um, okay. so traditionally more used in um, stamina and like libido. So okay, as a new mom, I was also struggling um with my hormones and libido yeah. and things like that. So that's one that's really used um in sexual health and wellness a lot. That people yeah. you're starting to see it a little bit more in functional foods, but it's one yeah that really helps um your sexual health and wellness for men and women. Interesting. Okay. So adaptogens though, can you go yeah. back? So they help with anxiety. Yeah. So adaptogens are really a class. Um, they've been around for 3000 years or so that they've been using in, in more Eastern types of medicine. Um, but the term really came about in the 1940s. And this was because the Soviet union was really stuttering, studying natural ways to improve performance. Um, so there was a couple doctors in the USSR that started doing research into what they could use to help um, optimize performance for scientists and for athletes in order for them to use natural ingredients that wouldn't be uh, illegal in any sort of way. So um, they really started focusing on, they tested a bunch of things um, and they found this class of adaptogens through Ayurvedic and, and Chinese medicine that they coined the term because they helped your body uh, acclimate to stress. So the key thing about adaptogens is that, is that they're all natural, um, they're non-toxic and they're non-specific. So what they do like 
they are all plants. So there's, they're either plants or fungi um, that work with your body to bring it to its best, most balanced state. So like how plants will do what they need to, to survive outside where they put their roots down deep or they move around to find the sunlight and to really have optimal growth. That's what the focus of them and the benefit of them is in your body. So what they do is they come into your nervous system, your central nervous system, and they help support with that, whatever you need. So they're traditionally known for more specific things in terms of like ashwagandha is really well known for dealing with stress and anxiety disorders. That's what most of the studies that they've done around them have been on um, in terms of mice. And then they've done more human studies in the last couple of years in terms of e efficacy. Um, but traditionally, they they focus on different areas of the body, but all of them are going through your HPA axis or your central nervous system to help with your stress and anxiety um, and to bring balance to whatever system is being impacted in that adrenal thing. So when we're talking about the HPA axis, that's your hypothalamus, your pituitary and your adrenal glands. It's that little kind of basic base of your skull there um, that really impacts a lot of what's going on in your body in terms of your hormone production, how you're feeling, whether you're feeling energized, where you're feeling fatigue, um, flight or fight syndrome, which is leading to those levels of high stress and anxiety. So um, adaptogens are really directly targeting that um, and helping whatever is impacting you, whether that's biological stressors that are coming in from if you live in a big city and there's a lot of, um, you know, toxin and toxins in terms of like what you're being exposed to or what you're putting on your body, or that's mental um, and physical stress that you're being that you're putting on your body, whether through, you know, you're a high impact athlete that's doing a lot of workouts, um, you're in a really high stress field or job. And like if you're a nurse or a doctor or something where you're encountering daily levels of high stress, or you're like me, a new parent that's really overwhelmed um, and exhausted um, and really dealing with high levels of stress and anxiety. So they really focus on, on improving your overall system as a whole to bring balance. So it's natural plant medicine that really benefits whatever your body needs and whatever's ailing you. Mm. So are there specific ones that everyone should be taking that it would be? Yeah. So what we started with in ashwagandha has such a near and dear place to my heart. And mm -hmm. in Indian, it's a, what they would refer to as like a rasana, a cure-all. So they use that the most in terms of tonics and Ayurvedic medicine to improve your overall performance and well-being as a whole. So ashwagandha is one that I definitely believe in the most. Um, there's other properties that they're doing studies on in terms of um, brain health and cognitive function, inflammation. Um, but what we have the most Kind of efficacy and studies on that they've done recently is, is the treatment of stress and anxiety disorders. So for me, I think all of us deal with stress and anxiety at different mm -hmm. levels. Um, so for me, ashwagandha is really the number one that I think is, could be beneficial to everybody using every single day. Um, and they do kind of have a loading period similar to CBD. Um, it, you know, it's gotten big in the last couple of years, the more you use it, the better it helps, um, in terms of supplementation and, and really increasing the systems in your body. Um, and it usually takes a couple of weeks for you to really feel the, the major positive effects of it. So ashwagandha for me is kind of the number one that can help overall with everything in your body, whether that's reducing your stress, um, helping reduce inflammation in the body, which we all encounter a lot of to begin with as well. Um, and then helping your cognitive function is, is, is paramount as well. Um, I love maca. Um, I think it's one that, that everyone can use as well. Mm -hmm. Um, 
again, these are all, like we said, non-toxic and non-specific. So what's great about non-toxic is you can use small amounts of them, or you can use larger amounts and you're able to kind of build upon that every single day. So um, for me, I think maca is one that I like incorporating daily. Rhodiola is another one. And that was one of the first ones that I took. Um, and that really is another one targeted at stress and anxiety as well. Um, I love the medicinal mushroom class as well. So mm -hmm. I think we've seen a lot more of mushrooms and kind of the health and wellness um, seen lately, and they've become a little more popular and people are learning about the benefits of, of medicinal mushrooms. Um, mm -hmm. so for me, I, I love cordyceps. I take cordyceps daily. Um, cordyceps is one that's used, um, in terms of stamina. So that's really for, a, you know, a pre-workout, something you take early in the day to help you kind of build your energy. If you're dealing with a little fatigue, that's one that's really great for it. And kind of, a the perfect boost to your morning. Um, and then two ones that are really well known for helping cognitive function are lion's mane and chaga. Um, those are two kind of in terms of, uh, cognitive function, brain fog, helping reduce brain fog. Those are ones that are really great. And what's great about adaptogens is you can rotate them as well. So ashwagandha, you know, they recommend you use it at least for like six months at a time. And that's kind of what they, what you recommend for all adaptogens is like a minimum usage of six months in order to get all the benefits. And then you can rotate in other things based on what you need for your body. So say you're going through a really stressful time where you need to, to help reduce your stress and anxiety. Ashwagandha is something you should take every single day, at least for six months. And then you can pulse it and say, all right, I'm getting ready to, um, do a new fitness routine. I'm really excited. I'm getting really going to go to the gym every day. So I want to focus on incorporating cordyceps every day and, and do that for six months. So what you can do is you can take them every day and they all, you know, there's a, what we like to say, like an entourage effect. So the more that you use, the more kind of they work in, in accordance and work together to help build upon each other. Um, but you can also, you know, pulse them and take them six months at a time to a year at a time and then incorporate other adaptogens in. So for me, the one that's most important, um, kind of why we created a dash is ashwagandha. Um, I think that has the most benefits that everyone can really use. Um, and then all the other ones that I mentioned are, are great to just play around with, with whatever is ailing you. If you are someone that deals with that, you know, midday fatigue, you struggle to get up, um, during, and, you know, get your day going. Cordyceps is a really great, great way to start the day. If you're dealing with, you know, brain fog, you don't feel, you know, say you've, some people have COVID, have had COVID and they have lingering symptoms of, you know, stress, anxiety, brain fog, which is one that a lot of people have mentioned. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, the lion's mane and chaga would be perfect to help deal with that. So for me, I think it's just dealing, you know, looking at what is ailing you, what's bothering yeah. you, um, looking kind of, taking, empowering yourself to, to look at your own wellness and see kind of what you need and listening to what your body's telling you. So if you're always tired around nine in the morning and you mm -hmm. need a little bit, something to help you, I think cordyceps is the way to go. If you're mm -hmm. super stressed in your job and you feel anxious, you know, in the afternoons, ashwagandha is something that benefits you daily. Um, and really just kind of listening to, to what your body says and, and empowering your own health and wellness to to learn and study about these things and, and play around with them and see what works best for you. I love that. I'm like, okay, I'm like, I need Ashwagandha. Yeah. <laughs> Ashwagandha sure. is the, is the, I like to say she's the queen of the adaptogens. She needs you. If you're going to take one adaptogen, um, yeah, I think Ashwagandha is the, is the first one to start with to help really give you the biggest, um, benefit. You guys, 
I wanted to interrupt this episode because tickets are officially on sale for the Become Your Vision Women's Conference on September 26th in Mount Pleasant in South Carolina at the Ion Meeting House, also known as the Ion Chapel. I will be speaking. I'll have a guest speaker. There could be giveaways, music, treats, workshops. The energy is high and you will be surrounded by like-minded women who want to better themselves. So when you leave my event, you're going to feel empowered to challenge your thoughts and your critical inner voice. You're going to know that you're not alone in the struggles that you face. You're going to experience breakthroughs through the workshops that I create. And you're going to feel so connected to yourself and the other women in that room because we are all so much alike in terms of the hardships we have faced and the struggles that we deal with every single day. It's our critical inner voice and it could be so mean sometimes. So like I said, I will be speaking. I'm going to share my story with you. We all have a story, so I'm going to share mine with you. I have a guest speaker. Her name is LB Adams. She's a TEDx speaker. She was the TEDx MC. She's also an author. You are just going to get so much goodness from her talk. And then I'm going to have a special guest and I'm going to keep her a surprise, but she is a remarkable person, super inspiring, super inspiring. Uh, It's just going to be so good to listen to her. Tickets will go fast because people are needing connection again and wanting to experience life and to literally become the person that is their vision. That's the reason I created this podcast and these events. So I'm asking you, why not you and why not now? So before you talk yourself out of an opportunity that is literally knocking on your door, hear that? Yeah, that's me knocking. I want you to know that even if we've never met, we're friends. There's a reason you're listening to this episode. You need to be there. You do. So come by yourself or bring a friend or send someone you think that may need this. And just want to remind you that there's no need to be scared or nervous because you have friends in that room. You just haven't met them yet. And I want to meet you. I really do. So go to the link in my show notes to purchase your tickets. The event is September 26th. You got to jump on this. You guys can't wait to see you there. What do you look for in ashwagandha? Because not all, I'm sure, you know, it's a marketing um, term that uh, I know marketers like yeah. to put on their labels because yeah, yeah. it's the, you know, just like keto before yeah. low carb. It's like, okay, what is everybody gravitating towards now? What should we look for when we want to get a quality ashwagandha supplement? Yeah. So that's awesome. And that's a great question because it is still new, you know, technically um, adaptogens that like fall in the supplement category, which is not regulated by the FDA. So for me, it's really important to make sure that there's, you know, third-party testing. Um, If you're getting, make sure that it's organic, Um, dependent upon what your dietary restrictions are, there's certain ways that ashwagandha is treated. So we use vegan ashwagandha, um, more traditionally it, it, 
it can be treated with milk. So if you are someone who is a vegan or vegetarian, make sure that you're getting vegan treated ashwagandha, which is uh, water or alcohol treated as opposed to treated with milk. Um, so that's something that most people don't know or don't think about, but since it is a, a root, you would think it's completely vegan or vegetarian, but the way that it's dried and then it's treated, um, it can have animal byproducts in it. So make sure you're looking for that. Um, ashwagandha is coming from India. So it makes sure that it is, it is from India when you're receiving it. Mm. What specific brand do you use? So we use, um, a supplier. We use the, um, number one supplier of ashwagandha in India. So they, since we are a product, a consumable product, not a supplement, um, we have to have what's called a, a grass statement from that's approved by the FDA. So grass means generally regarded as safe. Um, and there's only one supplier from India that's that you can use for that for right now. Okay. So what we use, if there's any consumable product, um, say if you try like a functional water or sparkling water, anything, anything that's using food byproducts, whether that's beverage or food with ashwagandha in it, they have to use this supplier basically, because they are the one that is um, regulated by the FDA. So they uh, treat for mold. They, they make sure that they test for mold, um, any by any sort of biologicals, whether that's E. coli, um, metals, heavy metals, toxins. Um, and then it's third party screened by, a, by the USDA to make sure that it's safe. So for us, what we use is kind of the highest level of safety that you can have because we are a product that's regulated by the FDA. But if you're looking for just a supplement in general, I would make sure number one, it's coming from India. Number two, they have, um, third party testing. Mm-hmm make sure that they're testing for, um, heavy metals and mold. Okay. In particular. Awesome. So besides it, how you get your ashwagandha, is it through yeah. a dash through your coffee that you've created yeah. or do you yeah. take another supplement, um, just with ashwagandha? So I do not take one now. So, and what's a little bit different about a dash is that we're using, um, we like to have very clear, transparent labels, say everything that's on there. So everybody knows like what they're getting and what their supplementation is. So mm -hmm. um, we're really the first on the market to specifically state the amount of adaptogens that we have in our drinks, because we want to make sure that people, number one, if you're taking an adaptogen or something already as a supplement, we want you to know how much that you're getting of ours as well. Mm -hmm. um, and we want to be transparent and, and share therapeutic dosages. So for us, our goal is to replace something in your wellness routine to make it more simple and convenient. So I don't take any more ashwagandha right now, because I can get my supplementation through a dash. Gotcha. Um, but what you're but if I I was taking Taking, um, ashwagandha through my practitioner to begin with. So I used, um, uh, thorn is like a really well-known company. I would use them and look at their products. Um, and then there's some other, I'm trying to think of the name and I'll share it with you afterwards, but, okay. um, it, through what's called full script. It's what a lot of like DOs or functional medicine doctors use. Um, all of their supplements that you're, they're using are going to be third-party tested and are coming from um, really well-known labs and are, are prescribed actually by your doctor. So when I first started taking my supplement, it was a blend of that rhodiola, maca and ashwagandha. And that came from full script from my practitioner. Awesome. I think what a lot, I didn't realize this until, um, a few years ago too, um, is that not all like, let's say if you take a supplement, um, whether that's, um, uh, vitamin D or yeah. whether that's, um, 
I'm trying to think, I don't know, vitamin C, whatever it it is, it's not created equal. And there was a website that I was using called lab door, L A B D O O R. And there's rankings on there. So like what you get from target might not be the best and they'll give you like an A rating. So they go through the testing, like is what they're, um, the the company putting on the label, is that actually what you're, you're getting? And that is tested as well. Is that a, um, website that you've used and you like, okay. Yeah. I've, I've done lab door before. Um, there's a few other ones as well that I'm trying to think of, but yeah, I would say if you're looking to take a supplement, number one, like, you know, see a physician, um, a functional medicine doctor or practitioner that would, that can recommend a good supplement. Um, there's tons of like, like Dr. Will Cole or Dr. Josh Axe, who's like a, a Nashville native here that are more, I'd say, um, they used to do practice, they used to have a a practice, but now they do more like online stuff to do educations at the community. So I would look to like, if you don't have a functional practitioner that you can see, um, or that's like outside of your network, your insurance isn't covered by them. Those are two really great resources to look at, to learn a little bit more about functional medicine and, and, stuff that they would recommend. Yeah. Um, but number, yeah, I would look, use lab door to, to research what you're using. Cause like you said, um, the supplement industry is not equal. It's not created mm-hmm. equal. So you can think you're getting something. Um, and if, unless it's third-party tested, you don't know if it's what's stated on the label is actually what's in the product. Um, because a lot of times when you go through the manufacturing products, um, process the amount that you're getting in the bottle Mm -hmm. is lower than what's stated on the label because it's the formulation is given before it, you know, is, is processed. So you can think you're getting like 1500 milligrams of something. And then unless it's third-party tested, you don't know if it's actually a range of something closer to a thousand, um, like with every, every supplement you're saying like vitamin C with vitamin D with say, you're taking glutamine, inulin, any of that stuff. Um, make sure that it's coming from a source source that has third party tested it. So, you know, that what's stated on the label and what you're, you're paying for and what you're ingesting is, has been um, checked by someone by, by an agency outside of the company. Yeah. I know there are a lot of people on here. I'm kind of getting stuck on this one um, subject that suffer with anxiety. So let's say there's somebody on here that is um, taking prescribed medication from their physician. And like, you know, you were, um, my, I, I take, um, medicine still for my anxiety and and depression. And, um, if you wanted to go the more holistic approach, what was your journey? Like kind of, did you have to wean yourself off of the medication and, um, you know, like the process of like feeling like your yourself again? Yeah. And of course, like I am not a doctor, so I always consult a physician. Um, And I think like for me, I was someone that never really struggled with mental health before Mm. having my son. And I think a lot of the anxiety and the stress that came with it was due to hormone fluctuations and a lot of changes that happened in my life. So I knew at the time that I needed help and I needed assistance. Um, And when I started learning more about it, I did wean. I worked with my physician to make sure that I was feeling, um, weaning myself off of prescription medications that 
I wasn't having any side effects and that I was prepared to not be on a prescription. Mm -hmm. So I think that it's most, most important. The number one thing is like to make sure that you are working with physician closely, share how you're feeling, um, talk about what the side effects are. So for me, as I was feeling, I felt the side effects of using the medication after I'd been using it for a while were Mm -hmm. bigger than what the medication was the benefits. So that was really why I started looking at other ways and, and more holistic ways, because like I said, it was, it definitely like for me was needed at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think prescription medication is amazing and it really helps with a lot of people need it. Um, mm-hmm. and what I was, what I was going through was yes, I needed it at that point. And then when I started feeling some of the side effects where I wasn't feeling like myself and I didn't think that, um, I was getting the benefits that I needed anymore from it. I started working with my physician to, to wean off of it, um, safely because it was a, obviously a process. It wasn't like, you know, cold Turkey, cause that would Turkey. not, not have been great. Not recommended. Highly, no. I've known so many people, myself included, that tried. Yeah. I got this. I can do it. Yeah. I don't need this yeah. anymore. You go cold turkey, and it's yeah. bad. Not yeah. good. Um, yeah. Now, is there holistic doctors, physicians? Yeah. They're not covered by insurance, correct? They are not. So, yeah, it is definitely um, an investment to go yeah. see. So, I mean, some insurance plans will cover it for me personally. My, um, mine was not covered by insurance. I'm lucky I did have an, an HSA. So we did yeah. utilize like my HSA to go see functional practitioner. Um, and I think there's a range obviously that you can see. And when you can contact, I think telemedicine is, is huge now. And I think that really is going to help reduce the cost a little bit of, of, of finding these functional medicines and, and doctors. But for me using like our, our HSA or health savings account was, yeah. what was important to me in order to, mm-hmm. um, and to, to help improve my health. Cause I think it is like, that's a part of the difficulty of, of nutrition, of nutrition mm-hmm. and wellness and, um, seeing a nutritionist, seeing a dietitian, seeing someone who's not covered by insurance, like yeah. an integrative medicine doctor is what I think holds a lot of people back. So I will right. say we were, I was very lucky, um, in that we have it an HSA and that we felt comfortable spending that and doing that. Um, but if you don't have an HSA or you don't have the means to go see a functional medicine doctor, we do have so much more access now to everything um, than we used to. So for me, I would look first to really well-known functional medicine doctors that are sharing more on like a podcast or sharing some research, doing your own research and looking into it more um, is the first way to start. And then for me, like monetize health is wealth in my opinion. I think for us, like say saving up and and dedicating money to improving our health and making sure that that's the most important thing Um, in the short term. Yes. It's a little more expensive, but in the long term, I think the benefits really outweigh it. So I can't recommend seeing a functional medicine doctor enough because it did really transform the way that I felt and looked at my health and wellness. Mm And I think you know, a lot of times you're getting labs back or you're getting things back and you're feeling discouraged. So a lot of, when I was getting my blood work done and my labs were coming back from my doctor initially, like they were great. Like they were Mm -hmm. saying like, Oh no, everything's coming back normal. You look great. Like you're, everything looks great on your labs. Like some of them are optimal. And I'm like, optimal. I feel like crap. Like I feel horrible. Like this is not, if this is optimal, like, I don't know what to do because I'm not going to be able to live like this. Right. This, is, this is not 
um, a way that I want to exist. Like, I don't want to, um, feel this tired all the time, feel this worried and anxious and depressed. Um, especially as a new mom, like there was, for me, that was kind of what led me to functional medicine was that, you know, I, I don't feel like myself. I don't feel optimal. I don't feel like this will be a way for me to live a fulfilling life. Mm -hmm. Um, and for, and that's when I really started doing my own research and seeing what was out there, what I could do, start learning about, um, learning some of the vocabulary and some of the other things out there. So when I went to see my integrative practitioner, I kind of had started to do a few of the things on my own in terms of, you know, working on, I'm personally, I'm not someone who can meditate. Like mm-hmm. I love journaling. I love kind of, I love praying in the morning and having like gratitude time, but like, I'm not someone that can sit and do like a transcendental meditation. Like that's not for me. I know it works yeah, for some people, but I think you have to kind of find what works for you. Right. Look into what the different practices are, different things that have been recommended and different studies. And then start from there, because like you said, it is, um, it's a journey. Like you, it's, it's going to be difficult and it's going right. to take a while. Um, and you have to see what works for you. So say you start meditating, you hate it. You think it's terrible. You're like, all right, well then I'm done with this holistic yeah. stuff. This is woo woo and crap. And then, yeah. you realize, okay, there's different things that you can do. Like maybe meditation's not for you, but maybe you're someone that could really benefit from going on a walk and doing some movement, mm-hmm. getting more exercise in your life, adding in more plants and taking away more, you know, conventionally farmed meats and dairy and stuff like that to, to help your overall health and wellness, I think are really the first steps that you can take. And then if you're able to see a functional medicine doctor, I think it's great. If you're not doing some, there's a lot of research and a lot of things out there that you can get through podcasts, right? Um, Healthline through any of those kind of like publications that are sharing more. And it may be a little more basic. It won't be as in-depth as what you can get from, from your, a functional medicine doctor in terms of like labs or stuff like that, that you can run. Um, But you can learn a lot and you can find stuff that you can ask your doctor to run. So say, um, you know, you need a, a blood work done that they're not doing that's outside of the normal, you know, recommendations by insurance, but you need you want some, your, um, testosterone tested or your your estrogen or something tested that you wouldn't typically get done. But since you've done your research, you know, like, oh, these are things that I can ask my, um, my P my PCP, my primary care physician to run Mm -hmm. these tests for me. Um, even though it's not a a functional medicine doctor. So I think that's kind of the biggest takeaway in terms of really empowering everyone to do their own research and, and look at what they can do to, to help themselves and help their health, overall health and wellness, um, and start little and go from there it can be overwhelming, I think, because yeah. there's a lot out there. Um, but find a trusted source, someone that you really like for me. Um, Dr. Will Cole is great. Dr. Josh Axe is really great. They both have podcasts that I think can have some good information. And then I really like Sean Stevenson too, mm-hmm. of the model health show. If you yeah. ever Yeah. He's, he's a good one that has like some really great tips on just improving overall wellness and looking outside of the box and ways to, to improve your health. Um, so those are three, I think really well-respected professionals, um, in the health and wellness and medical field that are a good place to start. And then you can, you know, find a doctor or find someone that fits into, into that, uh, world that you can move forward with. Yeah. Love that. Uh, Sean Stevenson is, is really good. I've listened to him. He's great. Uh, yeah. Okay. So let's go, um, let's get into your, your coffee journey and yeah. developing a dash. So yeah. 
you know, you talked about uh, how adaptogens helped you. How yeah. did you were like, okay, I, this is what I want to do. I want to create this coffee with adaptogens. Yeah. And so can you talk about that journey? Yeah. So kind of started, you know, I'd been using adaptogens for years. Um, we, I work for a really large wine company um, and have been in the beverage alcohol space for almost gosh, 12 years now. So really my whole career um, and have been in kind of what we would say like beverage CPG, even though it's all alcohol products, it's all been consumer products that I've always sold or managed um, distribution teams or markets and have always been involved in that space. So mm. for me, when we moved to Tennessee, um, I took a job where I'm, I manage a network of distributors. So in the beverage alcohol world, uh, a winery sells to a distributor and that distributor sells to either a restaurant or a liquor store or a grocery store. So what I do is I manage those distributors. Um, and when we moved here, we I have distributors from Memphis all the way over to Bristol, Tennessee. So um, I didn't know coming from Illinois that Tennessee was so long, uh, yeah. east to west. So, you know, from one side of the state to the other, it's probably about seven, six and a half or seven hours. So wow. I was spending a ton of time on the road, traveling, going to meet new distributors, going to work in these new markets that I didn't know a lot about. Um, and I was driving around, like bringing everything with me. So I'm, you know, I was like that crazy, crazy lady that had like bags of pills and powders that I'd bring to the hotel. I'd bring like, um, I have a, a functional instant coffee that I would use that has actually chaga and, um, lion's mane in it. So I would bring that make it in the hotel. Then I would add in my own things and just like make these concoctions on the road. Um, and I was driving to Knoxville one day, I'd stopped, stopped at a truck stop to get, um, I, I love kind of looking at CPG products. So like, I love going in a grocery store. I love going in anywhere where you sell food and beverage products, just to like, see what's on the shelf, what people mm -hmm. are doing, what's new, um, and checking labels. Cause for me, um, I did, I did whole 30 about uh, five or six years ago. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of my first experience with like looking at labels and making sure, you know, what ingredients on there, what's added into there. So ever since doing that, that's something that I'm, I'm really cognizant about is like looking what's on the label, what's being added into there, um, and making sure that it fits kind of with what I want in terms of, um, consumables and putting into my body. So I was at, um, a travel stop and I was trying to pick up a cold brew coffee mm. and there was just no really good options. So there was, you know, some new ones that had like protein in it. I'm like, Oh, this is cool. I want to try this, turn yeah. it around. There's 25 grams of added sugar. And I'm like, mm. all right, this is not, I don't want that. Um, I don't want something, a latte frappuccino thing that has an, a bunch of added sugar as well. And it's not organic coffee. So I was just overwhelmed by like the lack of good options. Right. And then, so for me, I would, I had to bring my own cold brew with me that I, you know, bought off Amazon and kept it home and I'd bring it on road trips. And then I was mixing adaptogens into that and putting powders into that. And I was like, this is silly that I am having to do all this. Right. This is really difficult to do. How come no one has done this yet? Like, this is something that I think a lot of people could benefit from and really make a big, big impact. And yeah. for me, it was the best way to get people to take their adaptogens every single way, or really any sort of functional ingredients. Cause we all eat and drink multiple times a day. Not everybody takes supplements or is, is willing to take supplements. Right. So for us, um, that was really how a dash was kind of formed is like, okay, this is a great way to deliver this product to people to make long-term impactful and sustainable lifestyle changes. So 
That's really the whole premise of the brand is to provide functional ingredients in, in beverage products and maybe food products in the future um, that make it easier to incorporate into your wellness routine and make it more accessible to everybody. So our goal is, is to start um, and focus on adaptogens with the dash, because we think there's really um, a lot of opportunity and a a lot of benefit that people can get from that and um, really make it easier for everybody to do. So you can stick to a routine and really simplify your wellness um, just by upgrading your, your daily coffee ritual. So the idea was, was born at a, a truck stop <laughs> actually. So um, and then it kind of grew from there. So I started kind of working on the concept in 2019 and mm. we went to visit Megan, um, and Gabe, my brother-in-law in New Zealand when they were still living there. And I just kind of shared what I was thinking about with them. Um, and they loved the idea and they're really the ones that pushed me forward to actually wow. making it, um, into a business. So at the time they were kind of, they were still living in New Zealand and kind of mm-hmm. consulting and giving me feedback. Um, and when COVID hit, it was just really serendipitous that they moved back to the United States and we were able to launch the brand together. So, um, it was born at that, that truck stop. And then it really came to life, um, when Megan, uh, came on board and they kind of gave me the impetus to, to bring the brand to life and not just, um, think about it. Cause I think that, I think that's um, something really important that you do. And like for your community is like, um, I think everybody has uh, a vision. Everybody has like something, an idea or something that they want to do. And not everybody takes the steps to do it. So I think that was the biggest thing for us was like, yeah, we we had this idea, um, but really coming together and, and building the brand together is we took the first steps and like kind of took the big leap to start the brand. Um, and that was, and that's super exciting because it is, I think, you know, there's hundreds of millions probably of ideas that have been born and never brought into life. So for Mm -hmm. us, a dash is really exciting because it is, you know, something that was, it was born in, in a truck stop in a car. Um, we took about a year to, to bring it to life and to, to help bring these benefits to everybody every day. Love that. Talk about, okay. So I think a lot of people, um, don't really understand. It's like, okay, you have this idea, but then there's to get it from, from that idea to actually, you know, where a consumer can purchase it is a long journey. So can you talk about, about that and getting it approved, maybe the hiccups that you had behind that, getting it in a can and, um, and maybe the difference in taste from when you created it at home to what it was produced and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it's really difficult. So I have been in the beverage industry for a long time. So uh, very different than, than what we're doing with coffee here. So um, my, I had my kind of home recipes um, and what I started doing after I kind of, you know, bore the idea for the brand or was excited about it. I started listening to a lot of like food and beverage podcasts, entrepreneurship podcasts, and kind of learning from we'll say missteps that other entrepreneurs took and would share. Um, So my first step was like, all right, I have this idea. Uh, I have a recipe that I use. Mm -hmm. How do I find someone to commercialize that? So um, the first step that I took was finding a a formulator or a beverage scientist that could make sure that it was um, approved, safe, and that you could commercialize it. So Mm -hmm. that was the first step um, that we took. I would say as a business owner and what I always tell people now, if there's any founders or, or people that are looking to start a business, um, for me, the most important thing is the name and the trademark. So we started working on an idea and branding 
for another trademark before before Adash was actually hatched. So um, I did the the research on the USPTO, which is um, if you're creating a brand or trying to get a trademark, there's the USPTO website where you can apply for a trademark. Um, and the one that I wanted, my lawyer said, it's kind of questionable. They could come back. And um, there's a couple things that are similar enough in a similar space that you might not get it. So um, so I would say number one thing yeah. to start off with is um, have an idea of branding and make sure that you can get the trademark that you want. Because that's the thing mm-hmm. I've heard from many entrepreneurs is you start down a road and you don't get what you want. Um, right. And you kind of have to start over like you're 10 steps in and you got to go back to step one because, yeah. because you don't have um, the vision that you, that you thought you would. So trademarking, I think is super important. Um, number one step of course, is, is just incorporating the business. So, you know, going, getting an LLC, um, incorporating and make sure that you can run a legal business in your state. Um, those are really two key steps to get started. And then for us and what we do, yeah, beverage scientists was the most important, um, and being able to source our ingredients, make sure that we were able to commercialize the product. And then, um, what we do is uh, we co-pack or co-manufacturing. So for most beverages or products that you, or food products that you get at a grocery store or you buy anywhere besides a farmer's market, um, they're typically coming from a co-manufacturer. So you, there's gosh, hundreds of them in the United States and they all specialize in different things. So um, I cold call probably about 200 people <laughs> um, wow. trying to find out like what their specialty was, what their capabilities were, um, if what we were producing in our manufacturing process, they were able to replicate it and then um, kind of pitch the business to these people because they are really your key partner in growing your business. So you need someone that number one, um, believes in your product and believes in you, which a lot of manufacturers are producing for huge major corporations. So they're what we call MOQs are very high. Um, So that kind of cuts out about half of the people to begin with. Once you find out like, all right, your MOQ is a million cases a year. You're like, well, what's MOQ stand for? Uh, minimum order quantity. Okay. Okay. So in your contract, you'll have a, a minimum order quantity that in order to work with you, you have to agree that you'd be able to fulfill this so they can um, book out their production times okay. and make sure that they have a schedule throughout the year and that they can accommodate all of their um, brands or, that they work with all their customers. So a lot of people have super high mm-hmm. MOQs because they work with People like, you know, Starbucks, Pepsi, Coca-Cola, all right. those things, all of them typically have co-manufacturers that do their production for them. Yeah. Um, so they get kind of, we'll say first priority um, and they right. run more consistently. So a lot of manufacturers aren't interested in working with smaller businesses because realistically, most um, small businesses fail, especially in food and beverage. I think it's Mm. um, less than 10% make it past the first year. So finding um, a a co-packer that believes in you and and is able to accommodate what you're doing um, is really difficult. So that was our first step, um, calling, cold calling a lot of people, doing a lot of research on Google just to find manufacturers and then calling them to see, you know, what their capability was and if they could reproduce our formulation um, and that they could, you know, it was in an area that was conducive to where we ship. So mm. we're located, headquartered in Nashville, Tennessee, and okay. we're, we have, we have sister cities. So Megan's located down in Charleston. Um, and she runs the market for us there, but, um, we co-pack out of Chicago. So most, okay. most people in terms of manufacturing and in, in the process that we do, um, it's either in New York, New York, New Jersey, um, one person does it in Florida, and then wow. most of them are on the West coast. 
or Chicago. So there's not a ton in the Southeast that can actually do the manufacturing that we need to do. So um, it was a lot of research, a lot of yeah. cold calls, a lot of no's until I found number one, the right um, beverage scientist that I was excited to work with who believed in the brand and then also the right manufacturer. So those are kind of the key steps to start with. Um, beverage is super expensive. So there's a lot of upfront mm. costs to start there um, in terms of what you have to invest in capital to get your formulation. Um, and as a product business, you invest a lot into inventory. So mm. those are really your, your biggest costs going into it. Um, and I always kind of, I've talked to a few other entrepreneurs. It's like, you'll get a quote from a, a formulator or from like a big beverage house that will develop from you. And they'll say like, okay, you need, it's going to cost 250 to $500,000 to start this business, Yeah, which is a lot. And it can cost that much. Um, you can do it for cheaper. So if anyone is like, yeah. I think that discourages a lot of people. A lot of times you'll hear all over the board from product businesses. You know, if it's a beauty business, you can maybe do some of it yourself and start a little bit smaller, have, you know, produce it in house and then move to manufacture um, food and beverage. It typically is a little bit more upfront cost because you do have to have, um, legal things in place with the FDA right. to make sure it's safe for people to eat and insurance and stuff like that. Um, but I will say ours is a lot less than we started the business for a lot less than $250,000. So um, number one, find kind of people, key people and voices in the space right. that you want to go in. So start listening to, to podcasts, start kind of networking with other entrepreneurs or beverages or businesses that you look up to and that you want to be in that space um, and learn from them. So for me, that was the most important thing was just getting snippets out of um, a few different podcasts that I listened to and like how they started and big mistakes that they made to try yeah. and avoid. Um, we made a lot of big mistakes too, right. and they're all costly as a small business and cost you money, but um, start off. I like to say it's like eating an elephant. You just do one little bit at a time. So yeah. do a couple steps each day, make sure that you're doing a, a, a list, a to-do list of what you need done. I like to have three things a day that I try and achieve um, mm -hmm. no more than that, because then you get overwhelmed and right. then you just take those little steps Make sure you're doing the important business things first with your trademark, with um, registering the business legally, setting up a bank account, and then finding whatever you need to do in your space, whether that's a, a manufacturer, a beverage scientist, a food scientist, or um, you know, if you're doing a product that's drop shipped or produced by you know a manufacturer or something like that, finding someone that you can negotiate with because mm. everybody has their MOQs that they yeah. state. Um, and they're not really their MOQs. Typically you can right. usually present your business plan, um, to them and talk about the vision for the company and negotiate a little bit. So there's always room, you know, for someone who believes in your business and believes in the plan that you have to right. get them to work with you. And I think some people are afraid to like, just ask, like, if they say no, they say no. If they're like, this exactly. is what I have. Can we work with this? Can you make a deal with me or exactly. whatever it is? And exactly. most we, people are willing to work, but if you hear a no, you hear a no, you yeah, know, yeah. um, there's always someone else out there. If you hear a no, there's right. always someone else that, out there that's going to say yes. So, so true. Um, I think that's kind of the biggest part of the business is like having grit and right. determination. Cause like, you're going to fail so many times you're going to hear no a hundred times more than you hear. Yes, but you will hear yes eventually. And you will find like the right people to work with. And I truly believe that that's like, it's, 
you know, how it's supposed to work out is going to, it's going to work out and you have to put in the effort. Um, mm-hmm. You have to call two or 300 people or network with a bunch of people, but you'll find what's the right um, person, the right way to move forward in the business. If you just stick to it and you have a plan, um, you can, you can achieve it. Definitely love that. Okay. So uh, for my coffee lovers, I yes. know there's so many coffee lovers out there. Yeah. What makes one coffee better than the other in term of health benefits? So most important for me and for us in producing the product is like coffee um, is one of the highest incidence of mold. If you are not using an organic product, um, toxic mold is very prevalent in more commercially produced uh, coffee and tea. So that is, I would say, number one thing to think about when you are ingesting coffee or using anything like that is make sure that it's an organic product. Um, mm-hmm. For us, it's important that it's a, a fair trade product too, especially because they're coming usually from, you know, it's coming from outside of the United States where it's being produced. You want to make sure that um, it is fair trade um, and organic in order to make sure that you're supporting um, the system, you know, the economic system down there and the farmers and then organic coffee because you do not want to be ingesting mold. Um, That leads to a whole um, series of health problems that you can encounter. So for me, those are like the number, number one and number two things is that, of course, having the best quality in terms of organic produced coffee that you can find. And everyone's different, whether you like, you know, like South American coffee versus African coffee. And it's just a a preference and styles of coffee that you like. Um, And then that it's fair trade to make sure that the people that are producing it and then the farmers are getting paid a livable wage are the two most important things for us um, in creating a business is that, yes, we are serving our health. And then you're also serving the health and the economic health of the community. Mm, So good. So I recently... I, I don't know. Do you manage your Instagram or does your sister, or do you both do it? So um, we both do it. And then we also have a couple social media interns that we've had through the summer. And then luck, we are very excited that we just hired on a uh, social, like a consultant for social media. So that was our first like Maybe. real true hire. Yeah. Um, yeah. She's not full time with the dash or anything. She has a, a firm that she, she runs a lot of different business accounts, but um, yeah, it's our first uh, investment in, in someone outside of our family in the company. So we're very excited. Um, but yes, we're, we're both in it. We trade off duties when we need to, in terms of, um, yeah. if you're interacting with anyone on there in terms of DMS, it's either me or Megan. Yeah. Okay. Cause I was saying she's, she's doing a little more of the aesthetics and stuff now, which works. Okay. About. That is so cool. Yeah. Cause I was saying, I'm like, um, I tried the, a dash and I'm like, cause I want to have the health benefits and I've heard yeah. so many things and, um, you know, for years, like just recently, I went from Folgers, you know, to a different coffee yeah. and um, just switching over. But I know that there are listeners out there that drink some of the same too, but you want yeah. to, um, you want to better your health and you want to make those. And if you're going to have it every day, it's worth yeah. the, the investment. So looking for yeah. whether it's fair trade and organic, I think those yeah. are um, perfect perfect tips. Now, do you have, so right now you're producing a, um, a cold brew and I don't know if it was you or Megan that mentioned, like if you are switching to like a healthier coffee, coffee, one way to do that is, is make sure it's, um, 
shaked, shaked, shaken. (laughs) Words are hard sometimes. And then pour it over ice and then add like a non-dairy creamer, which sounds delicious. I haven't tried that yet. Um, but but yes, I have to, because I do like a califia. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. The non-dairy, um, vanilla creamer. Um, I get it from target, but I've been using that for years, like stepped up my healthier creamer game, um, that, but I would love, love to try that. Um, what was I going to say? Do you have any, um, like a thought about making a dash, like a, um, the possibility of serving it warm, like whether you create coffee grounds and warm coffee drinkers. Yeah. So yeah, we started in like the ready to drink beverage because that's really the industry that we know. And that, um, it's great to get, uh, distribution and get like more exposure through that. But yeah, we are really interested in different form factors and functionality. So for us, like we're starting with ready to drinks, but we want to move to other form factors, whether that be like, uh, kegged coffee or stuff that you can do it is warm, whether that's packets or a subscription where you can get uh, coffee each month. So we're interested oh, in cool. moving to different form factors to have it. We know like some people like for us, I, I wake up every morning and I make a cup a French press of coffee. Like coffee mm-hmm. is a very big part of my morning routine. I love right. it. And I love to have a warm cup of coffee, even in Nashville and it's hundred degrees. Like I'm having a hot cup of coffee first thing in the morning. It's right. just the way after I have water. Cause I know that's important. Every, every <laughs> nutritionist and dietitian is always like, you have to drink water first. So I'll always have my second drink of the day is always a, a warm cup of coffee. And it's definitely part of a ritual um, and something that's really important to me. So yes, it's some, for us, like there's, we're looking at different form factors and ways to serve the community as a whole from ready to drinks to either ground coffee, packets yeah. of coffee, stuff like that, where you can enjoy warmer a different way. So this is really kind of the beginning, a dash yeah. um, and the balance skew is really the first start to what we're doing, but we want to provide functional wellness and simplified wellness throughout every part of your day. So mm-hmm. yeah, we're looking at other ways to deliver that, um, other ingredients to deliver that can help with your health. Um, so yeah, we've got a lot of big plans moving forward so and we're starting with the cans because we think they're, um, they're beautiful. They're, they're really, so beautiful. They're really convenient. Um, yeah. And then we're going to move into different ways. So yeah, a dash is we say we're, we're intentionally designed to be different. So um, really different than a, a traditional cup of coffee and a different, different cold brew. So again, with the ashwagandha, we've also lowered the caffeine. So um, in order to like help support your cortisol and your adrenal levels, we want to keep your coffee intake to um, optimal. So coffee is so good for you. And caffeine is so good for you. You know, you, all the studies have shown, like it reduces your risk of diabetes. It has, it reduces your risk of cancer. Um, but it definitely, you need to have it in moderation. So, you know, having right. eight cups of coffee a day is probably not great. Um, but you can have two to even five, it says, and you're still getting really great health benefits from that. So for us, we want to add different opportunities throughout the day, lower the amount of caffeine that we put in there to help support your adrenal system and make sure that it's like you get a kick of caffeine without the jitters or any of the anxiety that can come with it when you get, especially cold brew that can have, you know, two or 300 milligrams for, for one can. If you've already had a cup of coffee or a matcha or a tea or something that has caffeine, um, it can leave some people feeling jittery. So we, we want to, we've reduced that to be the lowest caffeine content in a cold brew on the market in order to 
allow you to serve your caffeine needs throughout the day. So you can still enjoy your morning cup of coffee and then you can have in a dash as well. And it's not going to make you feel stressed or anxious. No, definitely not. Um, and what I was thinking, so you guys are going to be serving up a dash at the, uh, women's conference. And I was mm-hmm. thinking, okay, so it's at one thirty-two, and I know there are yes. certain women that have to cut off at a certain point, but what yeah. is cool about this is like, you don't have to, like you said, there's not yeah. as much caffeine. It's not going to make yes. you anxious or jittery yeah. or anything like that. I'm like, this is perfect, you know? Yeah. So yeah. you're not going to be up all night after, you know? So, exactly. And that's um, like, we designed it like that. Cause it's, you know, a big part of health and wellness is sleep. So we don't want to impact your circadian rhythm and giving you like too much caffeine late in the day, which can keep you up at night. We want it. We designed it specifically to, to have a lower dosage of caffeine to complement the rest of your health and wellness routine. So that was big and important to us. Cause for me, when I was having some of my health struggles, it was my cortisol levels were completely bottomed out. And I was, I did step away from caffeine and like coffee for a little while. I still made like a dandy blend coffee, which is like that dandelion Mm -hmm. taste kind of like coffee, but it has no caffeine, but just (laughs) was a way to like make myself think I was drinking coffee. So, um, and then we want to have something like, yes, if someone is dealing with that, where they get a little stressed or anxious from higher levels, caffeine, they can, they can enjoy a dash because it's not giving them that, that huge spike and that kick and then letting them crash. So yeah, yeah, I think. I, I typically have one usually every afternoon and, um, I'm, I'm a big, big believer in proper sleep cycles. So mm-hmm. I, I want to make sure we are, we're making products that align with that. Awesome. I love it. I love your mission. Um, mm-hmm. I love what you're doing. So cool. You're so knowledgeable. I'm like, Oh my gosh, you know, so I'm, I took notes. Um, and this is definitely one I, on the other podcasts I listened to, like I was rewinding it a little bit, like, what did she say? So, um, I know this is an episode that you're going to want to listeners are going to want to listen to, uh, again, now, where can we find your coffee? So we are now available. I think it's nine locations in Charleston um, that were available for retail. So we're at the daily eucalyptus wellness, uh, mercantile and mash, um, where else are we pure bar in Somerville mm-hmm. and we're going to share mine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then there's a few, I can't think off the top of my head cause Megan has been doing such a good job of adding on new accounts lately, but, um, we have it on our Instagram. Um, the best way to, to get us is, um, through our website right now. So we're, our website is drinkadash.com and we have sampler packs, like four packs that are available on there and then 12 packs as well. So if you are outside of Charleston or Nashville, um, you can pick us up online and we ship everywhere in the continental United States. So everybody except Alaska and Hawaii at this point, um, we can ship directly to you. And then, um, we're available in the Nashville area. If you have any Nashville listeners, at Ian Rose Wellness, and we'll be in Turnip Truck very soon. So we're starting to add on more retail accounts, but right now the best place to find us, if you're not in those local mar- markets, is to go on uh, drinkadash.com. And then I don't know if Megan shared a discount code with you yet, did she? No. Awesome. So we'll do a discount code for you guys. So it'll be 15% off for your okay. listeners. And then would you want it to be Lauren15? Is that good? Sure. For you? I yeah. love it. We'll do Lauren 15. So anyone who listens to the podcast can use that and it'll be 15% off their first order. Awesome. I love that so much. So cool. I know they're going to want to try your product too and meet, um, 
your sister, your sister will yeah. be there serving up. Megan will be serving up a dash. It's going to be, it's going to be awesome. And be I just, awesome. um, and also they can follow you at a dash yeah. on Instagram, yeah. correct? Yeah. Uh, we're at drink a dash on drink Instagram dash. too. So we're drinking, okay. drink a dash everywhere. Um, we're still working on getting more on our Twitter and stuff like that, but yeah, yeah drink a dash on Instagram, on Facebook, and then the website's drinkadash.com. And then you guys can order there. Anyone local to Charleston, you get a, a free delivery as well. Same thing in Nashville. Awesome. Um, cool. So yeah, we're, we're, uh, we're really excited to be growing and being available for sale and single, single can options. But yeah. if you're outside of those markets, um, yeah, check us out online and we can, it'll be delivered right to your door. Awesome. And I will leave all of that information in the show notes. So you guys don't have to try to remember that it'll be all there in awesome. the show notes, go follow them at Drika dash on Instagram. If you liked this episode, make sure to tag myself and Drika dash and, um, just share in spreading the love and this mission. It's a female owned business. Um, I just love it. Um, you know, you're growing a family too. And the struggles that that entails too, of trying to balance everything. Um, so I just want to commend you and you're doing a phenomenal job and just thank you so much for being so transparent today. Thank you so much. It was great yeah. to share the story. And that's really uh, a big part of it for us too, is like just being authentic and really sharing the impetus and, and the mission of the company, because I think, um, we all struggle with mental mm -hmm. and physical, um, wellness. And I want to be open and honest and let people know like, Hey, you're, you're not alone. That's a big part of the reason we started this company is to, to help everybody improve their wellness, but also to help people not feel alone when they're going through struggles. So we're building a community. Um, and we love sharing. I love sharing just all the knowledge about adaptogens because mm -hmm. I'm super nerdy on it. I, I can yeah. go on for hours, but it, um, I just kind of love being able to, to let people know that you're like, Hey, we're here and we're, we're in the DMS. If you're messaging us on drink a dash, it's <laughs> me or Megan that's responding yeah. back to you. So if you want to know anything about us or about adaptogens or have any more questions as a whole, like feel free to reach out to us there. Um, or I'll share my email with everybody too. It's Kelly at drinkadash.com. Okay. Um, and I'd love that, to, to answer any questions you guys have there about the business adaptogens or just like business questions in general. I'd, I'd love to connect with everybody. Awesome. So cool. Well, thank you again for thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. We're really looking forward to the women's conference. It's going to be amazing. Um, you have some of our, our favorite local Charleston people that are, are going yes. to be it too. So we're super happy to, to be part of it um, and to really be support all the women in your community and all the great work that you're doing for them. Thank you so much. You guys, thanks for, for tuning in again. If you liked it, make sure to tag us on Instagram and remember you got this. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you love this episode, make sure you are subscribed. So you know, when more episodes come available, my goal is to inspire others to become their vision. And one way to get the word out is with reviews. I would really appreciate it if you left an honest review on iTunes and it would mean so much to me. Thanks again and remember to go after the life you want. Bye guys. Bye.